Hello everyone and welcome back to the History of Middle Earth podcast where we dive deep into the history of the people and places of Middle Earth. My name is Phil and I will be your guide for today's adventure back to Middle Earth. Today's episode is brought to you by Tori Strossner. As I said earlier, each week we cover a new person or place, sometimes doubling it up and go into as much detail as possible. After that, we go over any questions you guys have, so if you have any questions you want answered, be sure to send those in, and we will get them answered on a following episode. No, there's no stupid question, so you don't have to worry about any shame coming from us. To start us off today, we are going to go over the next couple weeks in Middle Earth history. Starting with Tuesday, November 19th of 2941, Thorn's Dragon Sickness starts officially setting in, and Thorn's company is noticing a difference. Wednesday the 20th is when the Dwarves of Dane leave for Erebor to provide their support. Friday the 22nd of 2941 is when the final deal is offered to Thorin by Gandalf and Thranduil. On the 23rd, that Saturday, is when the Battle of the Five Armies takes place. November 25th is when Thorin is laid to rest, and the following day is when the treasure of Erebor is divided up. Alright, now for the main topic. This week we will be going over the town of Bree, and more specifically, the Prancing Pony Inn. Bree was a village east of the Shire and south of Fornost Arrain. Directly west of Bree were the Barrow Downs, as well as the Old Forest. Bree was the chief village of Breeland, which was a small wooden region near the intersection of the main north and south and east-west routes through Ariador. Breeland was only part of Middle-earth where men and hobbits dwelt side by side, and Bree had actually a pretty large population of hobbits. The village was built under and around a part of the Bree Hill and was surrounded by a deep ditch and tall hedge. The Great East Road passed through this hedge on its western side and the southern corner where the hedge and dike met the sides of the hill. At both of these points stood a gate that was closed and guarded after nightfall. The west gate of Bree was guarded by Harry Goatleaf, which is kind of an unfortunate name, during uh, the War of the Ring era. The buildings were built on both sides of the road, and some, like the Prancing Pony, near the slopes of the hill. The hill itself was burrowed by little hobbit holes. The Breland area was settled in the Second Age by men from Dunland, Surviving the wars and the chaos of that time, it became part of the kingdoms of Arnor and then Arthedane, though the region from Bree to Weathertop was claimed by Cardolan. Bree was, by its nature, a trading community, due to being located at the major crossroads of the East Road, which ran all the way from the Blue Mountains and the coast to Dale in the Far East, and the North-South Road between Arnor and Gondor. Around 1300 of the Third Age, Bree, as well as Stadel, saw the arrival of the hobbits who were fleeing from Engmar. In TA 1601, a large population of hobbits left Bree and went west beyond Branduin and founded a new country within Arthedain called the Shire. 
And if you haven't already, check out episode one of this podcast where we cover the history of the Shire more in depth. But anyway, after the fall of Fornost and Arnor, the north-south road had fallen out of much use and was more commonly referred to as the Greenway due to its disrepair. Trade had, of course, drastically declined in the thousand years since, but Bree maintained a certain independence and continued to thrive without any central authority or government, with the unknowing protection of the rangers of the north, of course. Even at the end of the Third Age, Bree remained relatively prosperous. Bree was the most western settlement of men in all of Middle-earth by the time of the World Ring, and also by that time had a sizable hobbit population. Thanks to its location on those major trade routes, one could encounter travelers from all sorts of distant lands in a bustling Bree Inn. The rangers of the north were also known to stop in Bree for resupply or rest. Bree is a place where, seemingly by accident, Gandalf and Thorin met on March 15th of the Third Age, 2941, where they were both thinking about the same problem the dragon Smaug at the Lonely Mountain. The meeting led to the undertaking of the quest of Erebor, which resulted in the death of Smaug and the finding of the One Ring by Bilbo Baggins. In the night between the 29th and 30th of September, in 3018 of the Third Age, Frodo Baggins met Strider at the largest inn in Bree, the Prancing Pony, owned by Barlamin Butterbur. The inn was raided by servants of the Ringwraiths, forcing the retreat of Frodo and his companions. Bree was raided by ruffians during the War of the Ring, leaving several men and hobbits dead. When Frodo and his companions returned in 28 October, 3rd age, 3019, it seemed like most of the worst had passed. Barlaman Butterbur explained to the hobbits that none of the Breelanders ever realized how much the rangers of the north had done for them. But after they all left to fight the war in the south, all sorts of ruffians and highwaymen and wolves had encroached on the land. The Brelanders had survived by throwing up some hasty defenses and posting watchmen, but trade had dropped off to almost nothing as they barricaded themselves within their own town walls. The hobbits assured Butterbur that Aragorn II, known to him as his former customer Strider, had now been crowned king and would soon venture north to restore order. Bree was reabsorbed into the reviving Arnor and reunited kingdom of Aragorn, with increased trade allowing Bree to become more prosperous than in generations. The name Bree means hill in Brythonic, a Celtic language, referring to the fact that the village of Bree and the surrounding Bree lands were centered around a large hill. Now let's jump back to the Prancing Pony and find out more about that important location as well. The inn was located just where the east road bent around the foot of Bree Hill, within the dike that stretched around the town. The building was three stories tall with many windows, and its front faced the road and it had two wings that ran back towards the elevated ground of the hill making it so that the rear of the second floor was actually at ground level in the back. Between the wings was a courtyard that was accessible through an archway. 
Under the arch, a few steps on the left led to the main door. Above the arch was a lamp that illuminated the sign beneath, which showed a fat pony rearing on its hind legs. A white-lettered inscription over the door announced The Prancing Pony by Barlamin Butterbur. In the north wing, there were rooms on the ground floor that had been built specifically for Hobbit guests. The center of activity was the big common room where drinks were served near a large fire and lanterns were hanging all around on the roof beams. The Prancing Pony itself had been built long before the time of the War of the Ring, when traffic on the roads had been much greater. Despite diminished numbers of visitors, the inn had remained an important center of news since Bree was at the crossroads of the East Road and the Greenway. The inn had been kept by the Butterbur family for generations as a gathering place for men, dwarves, and hobbits. Tubold Hornblower was one of the Shire hobbits who visited Bree, and probably the Prancing Pony, where he learned about pipeweed, which is a type of tobacco, not like the weed many think of today. That's a whole other story. Around 2670 of the Third Age, Old Toby brought back samples of the plant to the South Farthing, where it became a major product of Hobbit agriculture, but the center of the art of smoking remained at the Old Inn. As stated before, this is also where Gandalf met Thorin Oakenshield in the spring of 2941 of the Third Age and set the stage for the quest of Erebor. When Bilbo Baggins and the dwarves traveled eastward on their journey to the Lonely Mountain later that year, it is very likely that they stayed at the Prancing Pony, although Bilbo did not specifically mention it in his memoir. At the time of the War of the Ring, the inn was owned and managed by Barlamin Butterbur, a man who was somewhat absent-minded at times. He had two hobbit assistants, Nob and Bob, In Mid-Year's Day, TA 3018, the inn was once again visited by Gandalf, who left Barlamin a letter for Frodo Baggins and Hopton. Barlamin did not find anyone willing to bring it to the Shire, so it was soon forgotten. On the last Monday of September, TA 3018, two men dressed in black knocked, asking Nob for someone by the name of Baggins. Barlamin noticed that their presence made the dogs and geese of the inn noisy and terrified. He slammed the door on them, and later heard that they continued all the way to Archet. The night before Frodo Baggins and his companions arrived, another party of men came to the inn, traveling up the greenway from the south. On 29 September of 3018, Frodo, Sam, Pippin, and Merry arrived at Bree and came to the Prancing Pony. The hobbits had followed Gandalf's instructions and expected to meet him there, but the wizard was nowhere to be found. After supper in their room, all except Mary went into the big common room. It was here that, quote-unquote, Mr. Underhill, Frodo, first met Strider, and where the one ring got into his finger when he fell off a table. In the parlor of their rooms, the hobbits met Strider, who eventually, aided by Gandalf's letter, that was now finally brought by Barlamin, convinced Frodo that he was a friend who could guide them. When they learned that Merry had seen a black rider within Bree, they abandoned their lodgings and spent the night in Strider's room. 
In the early hours of 30 September, the Hobbits' room was attacked, although no one heard the intruders. It was also discovered that the Hobbits' ponies and the horses of all the other guests had been driven off. While new mounts were being found, the travelers managed to get breakfast at the inn. Many hours later, Frodo, Sam, Mary, and Pippin left the prancing pony guided by Strider. That same night, Gandalf, who was trying to catch up with Frodo, came to the inn. He was furious with Barlamin's forgetfulness. He was very worried when he saw the hobbits leaving with the suspicious ranger, but that made Gandalf forgive him as the hobbits were alive and in good hands, so put a blessing on his beer. He then left that next morning for Weathertop. On 28 October of 3019, Gandalf and the hobbits returned to Bree and stayed at the Prancing Pony. There they learned the troubles Bree had been in since their departure over a year before. In return, they told Barlamin of their adventures and the news that the king had returned, who was none other than Strider. Best of all for Sam was the news that Bill the Pony had returned safely home. So there you have it. The History of Bree and the Prancing Pony. Next week, we will be going over the man, the myth, the legend, Aragorn himself, which I am super excited for and can't wait. And I know he is a favorite of many people, so hopefully I will be able to do that episode some justice. Anyway, last bit of notes before I let you go. If you do want more content, check us out at MinasTirithArchives.com. You can find us on Facebook, History of Middle-Earth Podcast, on Instagram, at History of Middle-Earth Pod, and check out our Discord, History of Middle-Earth Podcast, where you can listen in and chat during the live recordings. That's it for this week's episode. If you liked it, feel free to subscribe and leave us a review to let us know how we did. If you have a complaint or advice, be sure to let us know so we can add it in or fix it. I got a nice new fancy microphone too. Hopefully the audio is coming across a lot better. I I did a nice upgrade to my microphone and this is the first episode I'm recording with it and I feel like it's better. It definitely picks up a lot more where the other microphone was very, very sensitive. When you mix my ADHD with a spinning chair, I'm moving all over the place and the mic does not pick up much or I overload it or something. So anyway, hopefully this uh, comes across sounding a lot better uh, for you guys. And again, for a quick reminder, our email is ministereartharchives.com. Send in your questions if you want them read. And you can, of course, send a Facebook message to the group and there is also a contact us link on the website itself. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to see you back next week. Until next time, I'm your host, Phil, and you're listening to the History of Middle-Earth Podcast.